Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mac Black Shows, your host Pharaoh Nelson coming back at you with another banger. Today's topic is going to be about dating relationships, marriage, divorce, and all of that that comes along with it. Y'all know what I do. Let's go ahead and pop this off real quick. Now... Somebody in the group was asking a, a good question, and it reminded me of this guy. I'm glad I don't remember his name because he was in the spotlight, right? I think I want to say it was right before I uh, transitioned, and this guy was married to a cis woman, and as soon as they, you know, separated, and it was time for the divorce, Guess what this cis woman did? She outed him. She, she told the courts and the judge that their marriage was invalid because he was basically born a female. And this is not the first time that stuff like this happened. Because I remember listening to Buck Angel. And for people who don't know Buck Angel, Buck Angel is a FTM just like us. He's a transsexual man. He transitioned way probably way before I was born. So you know he been through some stuff. He sees some stuff some of us would never have been able to see. So I don't know what year it was, and I don't remember what the name of the wife was or whatever. But she also pulled the same stunt. Oh, the marriage is invalid. He's really legally, well, maybe not legal, but he's really a female. So therefore, the marriage doesn't count. See, when y'all get with these women... Don't let your wolves go over your eyes and, and just think that these women, and I'm not saying all women, I'm just saying some who have done this and some who will potentially will try to do this mess if she go bad in relationship. They stay, you know, they telling their friends and family, oh, I didn't know he was trans. He fooled me the whole time. He, he, uh, what they say, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Not blackmail, but uh, he man-fucked me. He made me think that he was a man and I was vulnerable and I didn't know me any better. And I can't believe that I did this and stayed with this man all of this time. Y'all gotta watch that. That's why I say over and over and over again. Watch how your girlfriend or your wife or your potential ex when you get in an argument of any kind if, if she gets like hella mad to the point that she start calling you out saying that you are uh, a fake man and, and all of that that's what she really think inside that's what she really think. 
If she have the gall to hit you where it hurts in an argument, guess what? When it's time for the divorce or a separation, she gonna do the same thing to you. As long as she has some type of leverage, it's gonna be a problem. Now, everybody know divorces are messy for the most part. You know, people are trying to take kids from each other. Oh, well, if you don't stay with me, then I don't want you to see the kids no more. And then now what you got? You don't have no rights. And sometimes if you do get, get rights and, and it's legal, you got legal adoption papers, they will use the fact that you're trans against you. I've seen this too many times. That's why I've always said, I know it's, it sounds mean, it sounds harsh, rude, but it's up to y'all. It's, it's what y'all want to do, but I've always said this. I do not date women with children. And that's one of the reasons why. You know blood can to them. You're going to sit up here and you're going to be the father. You're going to be the stepfather. You take care of these kids. How long? Let's say you take care of the kids probably like since they was 15 or, or I don't know, maybe even like three years old. And then when things get bad, you're like, that's not your child. That's not what you thought. You ain't got no, no uh, name on this birth certificate. Sometimes you can't be sensitive. You got to say, hey, I got to watch out for me. And one of the ways of doing that is don't date women with children. I mean, if you fall in love with a woman, with a child, hey, go for it. I wish the best of luck to you. If it, if it works, thank God. I'm glad it happened to you. But for the other ones, I'm telling you, y'all don't want to be in a messy situation. Let's just say you meet this beautiful woman. She's in her early 30s. She got two kids. She, she wasn't, you know, married or nothing. You know, she just, just messed around. They had a bunch of kids, you know. And, uh, y'all falling for each other all of a sudden. And she, like, you don't have to take care of my kids. They got their uh, daddies to take care of them. You don't even have to worry about that. And then time goes past. Y'all probably in a relationship about two years or so. The two kids, one of them three, the other one five. And you've been spending a lot of time with the, with the girl in the family. Right? And all of a sudden, the kids start calling you daddy. And you start feeling some type of way. You like, I do like these kids. Right? So, and let's say 
you start having a real rocky relationship all of a sudden with the girl. And the girl, she be acting a damn fool. Talking about this and that. You ain't doing this, you ain't doing that. And then all of a sudden, she want to break up. But you done made this foundational relationship with these two kids for two years. How can you protect your heart? You all, what? You just got to walk away, right? There ain't nothing else you can do. You ain't married. You ain't legally adopted them. There's nothing you can do. All you got to do is just keep on pushing and move on. That's the type of trap that you can end up being in, y'all. I'm just letting you know. Sometimes people, they fall out of relationship with the mama and still like the kids. Y'all know that happened. Not personally, I don't know nothing about it, but I know people in general that it has happened to. You generally like the kids, man. It ain't really nothing you can do. You just walk up out of it. That's a pitfall. And then, the other way, you end up getting, let's say you got married to the woman. Y'all was married about 10 years. You've been raising this, these kids since they was three and five, right? Babies. Almost they formative years. You with them. Y'all whole family, man. And then around time, the uh, the youngest one become about mm, 12. Something like that. Look how many years you done spent with these kids. Raising them. Even if you legally adopt a child, I'm still wondering what type of rights you have as a trans man. They gonna out you and say, oh, you a trans man, so therefore the marriage is not, is a null and void. There's nothing you can do about that. Messed up, man. Real messed up. But I've heard lately things are getting better. That uh, you know, trans women are starting to be able to uh, adopt without a problem. A lot of you know, LBGT in general have been adopting, legally adopting people. So I think as the years go by, it's going to get better and better.
been a press fan forever. So I'm so happy that I'm going. Sometime in the near future, I'm just gonna leave it as dead. So my girlfriend, she been out there for like two months with her parents. And some shit then went down. still together but it's a little long distance situation going on so we was thinking about moving in with each other now this is the second thing I've been thinking about I don't know how y'all feel about living with other people especially living in with a, a woman you in a, in a relationship with that next step can be something else. And I don't know. I don't know if I should do it. Because sometimes it makes the relationship worse. You don't really know a person unless you live with them. That's when you uh, start noticing their uh, intersecrecies. You start noticing the way that uh, they basically act. Because people, when you see them for a little while, you don't see the whole true scope, 360 of everything. You know, you don't see the whole person, really. Not until you really, really, really start being with a person for 24-7. And sometimes... That'll make or break the relationship. Once you find out who these these women are and, and you stop seeing them with makeup on, and they might have a weave, and the weave is off. You're like, who is this woman? I that's just not the woman I was dating. Y'all know, y'all know you know what I'm talking about. They start getting real comfortable. Start wearing their granny drawers and wearing them. They call them things. Women always be wearing on their head like black bags. I don't know what they call them. They start wearing them. All of a sudden they coming to bed looking sexy. Y'all know that shit be going down. Don't be sitting up that lying. So you know what I know. And plus. I like my alone time. I don't like being around people all the time. Like when I come home, I need some space where I can just chill in my man cave. And that's one thing that I noticed when I lived with a woman before. It wasn't her fault. It's just the way I'm made up. I don't like being around people all the time. I don't like to be, I don't like a woman all up on me. I need some space every once in a blue moon. I guess uh, maybe a lot of dudes are like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the reason why most men have a, a, a space where they chill by themselves. Like most men, they'll be in the garage or in the basement or somewhere like that. Just to get away. So 
that's basically what's been going on with me. I've been going back and forth with it. We talked about it a couple times. We shall see what's going to happen. So it's either going to be me and her having the longest relationship. We know Minnesota's really not that far, but I don't want to be like traveling and doing all that. So it's a catch-22 either way. <laughs> and I don't think I'm very easy to live with because I like doing my things my way and I like to be left alone I want to clean up when I want to clean up I want to get up when I want to get up I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do when the fuck I want to do it it's just freedom and then my girlfriend is like well you just don't want me to move in because you're going you to have other girls over here that's not the problem. That's not, that's not even the issue. And ain't got nothing to do with other girls. She's probably just want to move in so she'll see what's going on. Maybe that's what it is. She's funny as hell. She told me she was going to take my, my prosthetic.
was telling me, you know, telling the whole class how she needed a, um, a mastectomy. And guess what came out of my mouth? Now today, I was, I was, you know, back then I was 14. I didn't know no better. I wasn't thinking, you know, at the time. But I said, I wish I had cancer. So I, so I couldn't have titties. I didn't, I didn't say titties, but I probably said breasts at the, at the time. And the whole class just looked at me like, what the fuck? This, that's how this fork I was when I was growing up about my breasts. It was that serious. that I wish that I had cancer so I would have an excuse to get my tits cut off that's how intense and crazy dysphoria can have you now a week before my week before my 15th birthday I ended up having a memo, first time. I didn't tell nobody about it, I was ashamed. I mean, nothing, ain't nothing nobody else could do about it anyway. I was ashamed about it. I didn't want to talk about it. <clears throat> Somehow my mom had found out. I was mad as hell that she found out. So, I was going through all of this this dysphoria and shit was going on for years and years and years on end. But when my period came on, on my memo back then, it just intensified to the point where I was having suicidal ideation and I had a plan. I was thinking to myself, okay, Next time my mom, my brother, and my sister leave the house, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a butcher knife and I'm going to cut my breasts off myself and, and flush the fat from my breast out into the toilet. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Do y'all hear what I'm saying right now? This is this was what was in my mind. This was the plan. And I was dead serious about it. So, one day, they went out shopping. I told them, you know what? I don't, I don't feel good. So, I'm not going out with y'all. So, they was like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll see you later. They closed the door. I went into the kitchen. Grabbed the uh, the butcher knife and headed to the bathroom. So I went ahead, went in the bathroom, took my shirt off. Then I was trying to see which way would be best to uh, cut my breast. Now, mind you, I didn't know the name of uh, transsexualism back then. I didn't know the name of what I was at the time. 
I didn't know surgeries existed. All I knew was I was having body dysphoria. And I didn't feel like those parts basically belonged to me. So I had to, you know, put things in my own hands to try to figure out how I was gonna, you know, get this done. What incisions I was gonna use. So yeah, in my 14 year old brain, well, I guess I was close to 15 then, I was thinking if I just cut like the top part of the skin somehow that the fat from the breast would just come out like the fat is not it is not attached you know what I'm saying so I'm thinking maybe I could just make this this incision and then try to get it all the fat out and then I'll, I'll cut the skin to make it look like a male chest, right? And then I'll sew it up. So just when I, I decided that's what I was going to do, my family come back home. And I'm like, oh, shit. So from that day on, I never tried to do that again. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, if my family didn't come home and they didn't know, if they had, you know, didn't forget their card, I think it was some type of credit card or debit card or something, my mom had to come home because she forgot her card. If she didn't come back, I would have been fucked up, bleeding everywhere, dying. I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking. At all. I just wish that shit like that never happened to me. I think about that every once in a while. How bad it was. Especially in the beginning, like when you first be in puberty. And then I hear about all of these kids that's trans and I'd be wondering if I was born like maybe 20 years later I probably would have never even had a, a female chest man. I would have never had titties. I would have never had a period. But I'm pretty sure there's some positive effects and negative effects to that. And my stance on how I feel about being a child and all the experiences that I had as a, a young trans person, I hope no child with true dysphoria ever has to deal, deal with the shit that I dealt with. And I basically did it by myself. Hold on, y'all. I'm about to order some. Yes, uh, I'm just looking at see what you have. One second, please. Okay. Mm. 
That's all right. I don't have nothing. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all see hear how the voice changed? <laughs> the the professional voice. Let me tell you, if any white people listening to this shit, let me tell y'all something. Black people have two voices. Maybe I don't know if y'all ra- other races do this. They'll sit up and try to have this most professional white sounding voice when they're at work right and then all of a sudden the voice will change at home they got a home voice or they chilling with their homeboy's voice and then they have another voice basically what I'm saying but let me get back to what I was saying I don't I don't really want this food I'm not feeling what is it, compound chicken or whatever this shit is. But what I want to say about trans kids, that the true situation of of the whole thing is, and I want y'all to look this up because I know y'all not going to believe me. The majority of children who claim to have gender dysphoria are trans end up not being trans and there's a percentage it's a large percentage it's almost I believe it's almost like 80% of all children end up growing out of it they don't feel trans anymore and they went back to their cis lives so with that said Which way is the best protocol for these trans children? Because they could feel one way and then turn around when they about 20, uh, 25 and feel another way. So what can be done? Is it best for children to have surgery so early in life? And then they regret it later on. And that was somebody on um on YouTube. And his name was uh, Tynese. I used to watch his channel religiously. I thought he was a cool little kid. I can't see, man. I need to stop. Hold on, y'all. Okay, where was I? They didn't. Well, yeah, Tiny Seaton did his whole full transitioning. About time he was what? I don't know. He was very young when he transitioned. Top surgery, bottom surgery, phalloplasty, hysterectomy, all of that. And 
most of that I, I would say is irreversible. So now he wants to say, well, he's been saying it for the last three years. For anybody who's been following his kid. The, the reason why he transitioned and why he thought he had dysphoria is because he was sexually assaulted. And it's a lot of that mess be going on in the community. It's a lot of people, they be thinking they, they got gender dysphoria, but they don't have gender dysphoria. It's something else. And sometimes a lot of these, I'm not going to say a lot, but some trans men are not truly transsexual. They're only transitioning because it's a defense mechanism. They feel like if they're a man in this world or they look um, look like a man, then they won't be... Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? They won't be violated again. Uh, it's like, you know, they, they, they feel like it ain't going to go down like that no more. And that's the reason why you see some of these studs out here and they be wearing the men's clothes thinking that that uh, dudes can't see that, that, that ass. It's it's really, it's some really trippy stuff be going on in the trans community. So, instead of him, I'm sorry, I should say her now because he, she detransitioned. Instead of her dealing with her psychological issues. Instead, she falls into this trap of this wormhole of thinking she's a trans man. It's, it's a real sad story, y'all. It's, it's real sad. But let me get back at y'all. Peace.